I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. They say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Now that's a semi-auto and a vest on my chest. I try not to say nothing. The DA might want to play in court, but I hunt a nick, hunt a duck a nigga down like it's a sport. Front on me, I'll cut your gun, butt you, bump you. You getting money? I can get none with you, then fuck you. I'm not the type to get knocked for DWI. I'm the type to kill you, connect when the co price high. Gangsters, they bump my shit, then they know me. I grew up around some niggas that's not my homies. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Y'all, it's Rod and Karen. <coughs> and it's Saturday, feedback show. Mm-hmm. So, um, you guys know you sent your feedback in. So, that's what you're here to hear, what you guys had to say, and what we had to say about what you had to say. Of course, you can find all the contact information at theblackouttest.com slash about section. You can leave us a voicemail throughout the week, 704-557-0186. Um, you can also do stuff like, uh, vote in the polls, leave votes on your, uh, comments on your votes in the polls, mm-hmm. leave comments on your threads. The tippies are over. We'll be announcing the winners probably Monday, I guess. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just, uh, we'll do it like that, guys. We appreciate everybody. Takes the time out to uh, donate to the show. You can go to the blackoutist.com and there's a donate button uh, right there. Uh, you can go to the blackoutist.com slash uh, premium and uh, you can get, um, you know, find out how to become a premium member of the show and get all your, uh, you know, premium content. We're putting out all kinds of shows. We just did a uh, off season review uh you know the the latest off season review, uh, which was uh, uh, True Detective. Mm-hmm. True Detective. I had Lamont from Formula of Brown Skin and Glasses. We did that. Uh, Balls D Sports. We did the latest episode of that with Justin. That was a pretty good one. That was a long episode. Uh, uh, Possible White Man episode one. We put out Three Days to Kill. Where I talked to Tone of Firestarter dot com about Kevin Costner's Three Day to Three Days to Kill. And we ended up rating uh, that movie. It was very fun. I think people will enjoy that. Um, you know, uh, some more movie reviews. We did nonstop. Uh, where I talked to Mike Lawrence. We did the Lego movie. We did Ride Along. Like, <sighs> we have 151 episodes of premium content. Woo-hoo! It hasn't even been a year yet. Nope. Some shows don't do that shit as a podcast, period. Mm-mm. It's like a fucking extra podcast on top of our podcast yes sir so so you got hours of of listening plus hours of premium shows and yeah um, you'll never hear it all no and if you are a premium customer you in addition to the premium shows you can go back and listen to all of the past episodes most of them are up there's some we're trying to uh, add on to the site but the majority of them especially all of last year's to 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 right now are current yeah so Make sure you guys check us out, man. Uh, I think it's uh, well worth your time and your money. Yeah, you'd be surprised who we talk to. Karen's recording another premium show today. Mm-hmm. We're recording a nerd off today, uh, guys. Uh, you'll get the invite shortly, but that'll be at two o'clock. Um, just this is crazy, all right? Yeah, and also I want to thank all the premium people out there because when it came to the tippies that we just ended, most of the shows were premium shows. So that goes to show you that people that are premium. Don't pay. They their money is well worth it. Exactly. So, um, all right, man. Um, let's get into the stuff with the feedback. Okay. First of all, I want to talk about the people who gave us money that donated this week. Uh, doesn't matter what amount. Doesn't matter if it's recurring or one time. We give everybody a shout out. Uh, my man Jeremy uh, R. He gave us a, a recurring donation. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetie. Keith R. I appreciate you, bro, with the return with the recurring donation. Uh, thank you so much. Marlena A, recurring donation. 
Shirley Wong Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Uh, recurring donation. Uh, and Damian Jackson. Who I am for real. Recurring donation. Robert L. Uh, my man, Black Rob. Thank you so much for the recurring donation, man. Thank you, sweetie. Really appreciate it. That was everybody for this week. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Uh, honestly, couldn't do it without you. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, people that did left reviews. Okay, Karen, how do you get your review read on the podcast? Like, I'm about to read all the people who left reviews that I approve of right now. You can leave reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. To leave us a review on iTunes, use any Apple device. Go to your iTunes and up in the left-hand corner, it should say uh, write a review. Write, um, give us five stars and write a review. We don't care if it's a emoticon. Just anything in there. Just write a review. We will read it. As long as it's five stars, regardless of the content, you can love us, hate us, being different, call us names, but just know that Steve Jobs is still alive, so they will censor things, so, you know, certain cuss words and things like that, because people are like, well, I left one and didn't post. Yeah, that's because they, they still filter through those things, so you kind of have to, some people are, are very creative with getting things past their censors, um, so just be conscious, uh, cautious of that and just give it a few days, because sometimes iTunes can be slow to uh, post things on the account. If you do not have an Apple device, go to iTunes.com, create an account, and as you um, create an account, follow the same instructions as above. And I want to give everybody a reminder, if you are outside of the continental United States, this just include Canada and Mexico, let us know that you have left us a five-star review because iTunes is, they don't, they don't like, other countries outside of the one that you're in so we have to know that if you want your five-star review read and if you want to leave us a five-star review on stitcher radio you can go to the black guy who tips i mean not the black guy tips you can go to stitcher radios uh slash the black guy who tips and leave us a review there or for most um uh, phones uh that you use most smartphones that you use there is a, a section that says log into with your facebook click on that and leave us a five-star review and we will get it on the same page Yep. Um, so yeah, and uh, people are reminding me in the chat. Them Thrones comes back in three weeks, Karen. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, on my birthday. Yeah. Are you caught up? No. Okay. But all that's right. that's well, all right. I I watch current like I I watch current and give my review. Um. All right, man. <clears throat> we got some reviews here. Uh, the first one is I'll go from iTunes. I can't remember if I read this one last week or not. Simply awesome. Five stars by that dude Nail. I ran across this podcast by pure luck. I had a few hours left at work to kill, and I listened to all my sports podcasts for the day. I did a random search of comedic podcasts and ran across this podcast. I've been listening to this podcast for about one month. <clears throat> this is the only non-sports podcast that I listen to. <clears throat> That's saying a lot for myself. Ryder Care keep me laughing and entertained for hours. I hope their insight... I mean, I love their insight on different topics they bring to the show. They're constantly keeping me informed on all the issues that are happening in the world, especially the issues in Florida. Especially, I appreciate, yeah, old Florida. <laughs> I, I appreciate their hard work because they drop a new episode, it seems like, every day. I recommend everyone subscribe to this podcast. Eric Wagilla says, finally, five stars. Since I discovered this podcast, I've become an addict. Haven't talked to my coworkers in weeks. See, Karen, what we're doing, we're putting out there in the world where, look, we're making people be socially uh not interactive and that is why i started the show okay yeah me too you know because it's a lot of different podcast podcasts i listen to i literally have 
hundreds of podcasts that I uh, listen to are in my rotation. So, yeah, with that many hours during the course of an 8, 10, 12-hour day, yeah, you won't. In, in fact, you'll get angry if somebody does interfere with it because you'll be like, oh, I was really into this. And you, you know, you will look at them like, you have interrupted my podcast. Time. You don't want to talk to them niggas, baby? No, you know you don't. Sammy Baby says, best show ever. Uh, like 10 exclamation points five stars <laughs> i don't know what took me so long to leave a review but here it goes i've been listening to rod and karen for about three years now they're a great team and the show never gets old i don't know how i would make it through a work day or a car ride without this show keep up the great work thank you sammy baby thank you sweetie and uh yeah man some of you guys out there i bet some of you guys could top that right now and be like i've been listening for five years and i ain't never said shit to these niggas <laughs> i've been listening since the very first episode yeah leave us a five-star review on itunes man if we've made your day go by a little faster made anything brighter in your life helped you get through a tough time Leave us a five-star review. Yeah. It doesn't take long. Because we, um, we don't know. We're just putting stuff out there in the air. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you and hear what you think. And uh, like I said, it helps the show out, and it doesn't cost you anything. Yes, and we would love to hear from you guys and love to read your review. And, y- and y'all know y'all want us to say y'all names. Mm-hmm. Five stars on Stitcher.com, um, the uh, Stitcher radio app. Or you can leave five-star reviews for us. Don Blackface by Blacknificent, five stars. I discovered your podcast through Where's My 40 Acres over, over a year ago. Though, through you, I discovered Beating the Block and Amber P. I sit at work and crack up. Thank you. This is by far one of the funniest episodes. So they enjoyed Don Blackface a lot. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I don't remember if I read this one or not because uh, they slow the post. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Dari Shlani, five stars. I'm a new listener. I love this podcast. Started listening when Rod was on Bomani's show. You guys are hilarious and informative from a different point of view that I can relate to. Because of you guys, I've been introduced to so many other podcasts that keep me entertained throughout the week. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. So, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I know I read that one about his and hers. All right. Five stars worth breaking the rules for. Uh, was told at work not to listen to iPod, but I still have to listen to my TBGWT. Just use one earbud now, though. <laughs> well, good luck, M. Shoney. So you uh, won't get caught. Yeah, I appreciate it. I remember those days in my old job, man. They, uh, it was like, I don't know why they would do that. It was like mind control or something. Just like, hey, guys, suddenly out of nowhere, you're not supposed to be listening to headphones or work. It's like, this job is boring as shit. If I didn't listen to these headphones, I'd go into your office and blow my fucking brains out in front of your face so you can live with the image of this for the rest of your life. Just give me my motherfucking podcast. Why can't I just be distracted a little bit? I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not doing anything. I can still do my work. Uh, why can't I just listen to my podcast? I don't understand companies that do do that. Um, and I do understand there are levels to it, you know, because some people do get ridiculous with it. But especially if you're someone where you don't, uh, especially if you're doing a job where it's not a lot of interaction or either you're constantly staring at a screen all day. Mm-hmm. In fact, people are more productive when they have things floating through their ears and you don't have to hear your coworker talk about shit that you don't care about. Because the thing about it, when people don't have headphones in, they have a tendency to work less and talk more. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't know why jobs don't understand that. Then I'm like, why the productivity go down? Because instead of working and and you having something that you're distracted from, you got the lady across from you talk about shit that you don't give a fuck about. Exactly, man. So make sure you guys, um, you know, don't let them, don't let the company get to you. I don't want anybody losing their jobs, but 
i don't understand why someone can't discreetly listen to a podcast it's not like you're sitting around saying nigga out loud or you listen to it on speakerphone or some shit you know it's like what do you what do they think you're gonna do anyway revolt right uh finally able to leave a comment from orvoros five stars i've been listening to you two and guests for almost a year now i will admit i looked up black on stitcher and the rest is history <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs> i love y'all as a black man in nyc who has never been stopped and frisk we need something like this to aspire to all right um and mudro says rod is my voice box five stars oh lord <laughs> dude when i tell you that i think the way you speak it is crazy uh i appreciate y'all keep up the good work i would like to hoop at the y eat at cowfish and get a pick of my favorite podcasters y'all can have my fa- 15 dollars. it's well worth it <laughs> all right i appreciate you mudro um, no you. stalking me do not show up anywhere unannounced trying to like just take pictures of shit but you know uh if you come to town holler at us on twitter or something man we'll see what's up we will but um yeah uh that um that that um i speak the way you think that is crazy because i speak crazy and i feel <laughs> feel bad for your brain man um yeah you got a lot of preoccupation with japanese porn and it's, it's pretty sick man all right um all right man we have comments on the actual website we have voicemails and we have emails uh what do you want to do first karen page all right let's go to the website theblackouttips.com you can leave comments on every episode if you want uh we appreciate everybody that takes time out to do that episode 656 was a feedback episode it was ha- harvard versus howard um and uh it wasn't about howard the guy who always calls the show it was about mm-hmm. howard the college and we had mm-hmm. a long show like a lot of people had a lot of feedback about uh the um the kids at Harvard and and all these new universities Georgetown that are doing the uh, campaigns about the black videos. awareness so uh it was a good com- it was a good conversation I thought it was not not a lot of jokes but pretty fun should Lupita should Lupita play Storm in the X-Men movie yes that would be awesome no that would be terrible yes that would be awesome 84% of people would be down with that I would and 16% of people said, nah, they don't want to see it. Sha Love says, yes, Sha Love could see that tasty chocolate thing being stormed. She could bring the wind Sha Love's way. That wind Sha Love's way. Okay. <laughs> Erica says, thanks for touching on the videos on race and higher education. These kids are tripping. I attended a predominantly white institution and had a wonderful experience. I went to class minded, I went to class minded and minded my business. I actually found that, that the white students were more friendly than those of my own race. I did have that one roommate that asked me to teach her how to crank that soldier boy. But other than that, she was cool. I chalked those events up and she don't know and kept it moving. Yeah, I think a lot of people can kind of yeah. do that, you know, where it's just like, eh, well, you know, like if you're kind of securing yourself, I think you're less affected by someone's ignorance. Yes. As long as it's not aimed at you in a malicious way. It's kind of like, well, you're just ignorant. Like I'm not going to let, the fact that you don't know that I don't put moose in my hair make me start a silent vigil or a campaign or, you know, a hunger strike. Like, uh, yeah, you don't know. I put I don't put moose in my hair. Black people have different hair. Yes. And, and she brought up a good point. You Most people you interact with, you don't have problems with. You don't have issues with most of most of the time because mm-hmm. most people don't give a damn. Yeah. Um, we also had uh, episodes. 657 hashtag dr manning bars <laughs> uh, we had some comments on it and we also had uh the poll 
Uh, the comments were, uh, let's start with this. Prince Laurent says, I can't judge the male Duke student because I would, I would spill the beans if it was me at that age. Okay, he's talking about the Duke porn star mm-hmm. who we talked about a little bit on this show. Um, she got exposed and, and then there's just so much controversy surrounding this shit. Like I, I honestly had no idea people cared this much and i'm a hundred percent convinced that it's a bunch of factors at play and she just happens to hit the right spot of all of them and i mean age gender Mm -hmm. university that she attends uh the fact that um you know she uses some feminist uh words when she was explaining herself so that pulls up a whole nother section of the internet Mm -hmm. um obviously people's puritanical judgment of sex and their own hang-ups about it um uh also race you know she you know um if she wasn't because she's not to me she's not the most attractive lady she just looks like a mousy white girl who you know could you know go to go to college and at a duke at duke or some shit but because that hits a certain demographic of white males and that and the white people and it's kind of like this you could do better type thing. That's people. Yeah. People are really into this story when honestly, if she was named Alize and she went to North Carolina A and T, nobody would. And uh, she did uh, Ebony, big booty porn. Nobody would. She wouldn't be on any TV shows. Of course. You know, but it just hits it class. It just hits all these certain factors that are hot button topics in America, and she just hits a cross section. And it's really weird watching people like fight one way or the other for her because I'm like. This, you know, it's just so not counterproductive to everything. Yeah, and it don't um, matter. Yeah, people just have such big issues about it. It's crazy to me. Um, I can't judge the male Duke student because I would spill the beans if it was me at that age. Well, yes, you can judge them. You absolutely can. You, I, There's a lot of shit I would have did at, at, a, at a certain age that I look back on and go, yeah, that was fucked up. I once discovered that a classmate was stripping and I had to tell my homeboys. Luckily, Poison enjoyed the new traffic so I don't feel as bad. And someone needs to tell that young boy that the only difference between being freaky and being a pervert is pride. You got to own your the nasty porn you watch. Also, Rod gave Jesus the Andre Blash voice. Uh, <laughs> what's going on, TMZ? What's up, baby? <laughs> mm. But what'd you think about that? Uh, that uh, you can't blame him for telling because uh, a lot of people would have told. You can. You you, you can yeah. judge. Um, and it's just one of those things to where. At that age, most people would have told. Is he wrong? Yeah. Is you know he- what's funny? I don't understand, and maybe this is um maybe this is my fault, but I don't get why him telling people was the problem. The problem is people. Yes. Like people were the ones. Like, I'm gonna kill this bitch. I will rape you. That's those people' problem. He, it's not like he said, "Hey, she's a porn star. Let's kill and rape her." No, he didn't. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I think it would depend on how he out it. Like, I don't know enough details, obviously. So maybe that's it. Yeah. It like, I need to know more up. details about but, how but, he exposed her. And if he yeah. was like literally maliciously like, bitch, I'm going to tell everybody I want to fuck your life up. Or if see, he just that's like, different. Now, like yeah. you said, just telling your boys, hey, I found out this girl's doing such and such. And everybody go, okay, that's kind of different than, like you say, him publicly posting publicly going on facebook twitter all these social media and just constantly just be like hey look at her look at her look at her like are we responsible for keeping the anonymity of porn stars like if i saw my boo caramel today if i seen her at the mall am i supposed to be like oh my god caramel works at the cinnabon but i'm not gonna tell nobody 
like is that my responsibility because mm-hmm. she might get harassed like i don't know i i'm literally asking that question because i don't know like how much are am i it's not like i'm trying to keep your secret identity i'm not the one i'm also not the one who's going to threaten you or harass you or try to kill you no. or threaten to rape you, you yeah know? like i said that's the problem the problem <coughs> is is not him the problem is like you say the other people for some reason when you put anything out there like that people just get all up in their feelings and just feel like they got to attack you and they got to you know how dare you you know be a white woman and do porn you know you can do better you know that's that's for the others or i have you go to you go to duke yeah you have you had options you have technically yeah you you want to do this you're a sexual woman who's taking owner of her sex drive and owner of her ownership of her sexual choices how dare you how dare you make a choice about your pussy yeah um and we'll, we'll cover this again on sunday because i saw a new article about it and i just think it's the most ridiculous thing i ever read uh dr manning nikasha p writes in dr manning sounds like yoda and uncle ruggis had a baby <laughs> you know it kind of does you know elon james white you know if that's your name that he does kind of have that uh that twang to him man um I have to uh, look that up again, but uh, yeah, he he definitely had a serious type of uh, you know uh, way of, of of talking that that was very Yoda like. Um, you know, I think you can make a good argument that uh, he he is. Uh, let me play some of his audio because uh, I think uh, you're on to something here. If I can uh, get this audio to play, I said play. Damn it. She's got to be some sort of weird woman to be married to somebody like you, who appears from all intents and purposes to be bisexual. Do you tip? Yeah, that's a good point. Throwing a little Southern preacher in there. I'll see what you're saying. (laughs) Bisexual, he appears to be. Um, He is. Yeah, bisexual, he is. Um, (laughs) What else is she saying? Uh, thank you for this episode. Work has been stressful and I needed to literally laugh out loud today. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, enjoyed it, Natasha. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we got a ton of feedback, uh, um, on Twitter and Facebook and social media. People were really digging it. Uh, Dr. Abrasive says, yo, son, yo, forget son of God, the passion or any other Jesus movie. I need someone to take liberties with the stories of Jesus like here. Make like Noah and deviate from the good book. Rod and Chris to write the script. You guys made my trip worth it. By the way, my agenda is that Jesus is five foot three, three hundred sixty-five lbs with bad teeth, and that the main reason no one took him seriously—that's <laughs> the main reason. I mean, would you? Uh, I would still take Jesus seriously if he could walk on water at that weight. Um, Nick Jew says, "Look at her." So uh, <laughs> I think she's uh, I think she's just doing some Doctor Manning impersonations here. Uh, are you excited about the return of Heroes as the poll for this show? Yes, I can't wait. Or nope. Yes, I can't wait. 14% of you are still fools. No, uh, not me. Mm-mm. 86% of you said nope. I'm probably in the 14%. I'll probably end up watching this bullshit. Mm-mm. Burn me once, burn me again. Like now I feel like it's part of the completion cycle. Like, oh, I gotta watch this just to make sure that it was sucking as much ass as I thought it did. <laughs> Yes. Sha Love says, Sha Love ain't impressed. Sha Love would recommend a Superfly or the Mac prequel. Sha Love look up to Pretty Tony Goldie was wrong. Was wrong. He didn't kill Goldie's mama. Sha Love digresses. No heroes. Dion B. Moore says, as someone who watched the complete run of Heroes the first time, my answer is unequivocally, hell no. That show, 
That show had so much promise and it was all squandered. Get it out of here. Just let the actors who aren't the Silar or the cheerleader support themselves off that nerd Comic Con money. I hear you. Just go to Comic Con, sign some autographs. You'll need my, my, my ad revenue. Uh, we had episode, uh, 658, Blonky. Um, and the poll was, should the word bossy be banned when talking about young girls? Yes, it's too problematic. 14% of people say, hey, it needs to be banned. It's too much. And uh, that means 86% of you guys, uh, wow, this broke down just like the last poll, think it's fine. Um, got some comments. Anthony Animal Thug Tatum says, do I smell beef between Beyonce and Kellis? I mean, Kellis? Because she made that song bossy. So, uh, I don't know. David Satch says, no doubt kids can be bossy to one another, as can grownups. What that's legitimately worth protesting, and I want people to have tools to resist being manipulated and bossed around. The word itself seems gender neutral to me, unless I'm missing something. At any rate, girls and women should be completely free to use it as far as I'm concerned. When it's used to hurt and limit girls to make them question themselves unfairly, that's what should be criticized. And that's the part that they were bringing up for most. Most dudes and most young boys are not told that they're bossy, and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not told they're bossy, unless you like the the boss boss, but even then, you can still be bossy. But they wouldn't call it, you wouldn't, I, I've never heard a dude called bossy in my life. Me either, me either, and so. and that's why I don't think the word is gender neutral from that mm-hmm. standpoint, because most of the time, you, it's used to little girls to get them to, to, shut, to shut up and sit down and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Even grown women. Yeah. Yeah, pe- people will use that to manipulate grown women if they really don't want to hear what they got to say. Nunny says, I think Karen is missing the point with the ban bossy campaign. The subtext and what women were saying is not ban the word bossy, but specifically ban the problematic usage of the word. They're saying ban the negative connotation that bossy is used in regard to girls. Well, I, I, let me step out and defend Karen here. I will say from the campaign that I, the clip that we played on the show and the clips that I've been watching, that was my understanding. That is not the, un, that's not the understanding that the clip is relaying to me. Mm-hmm. Not to me either. You know, I don't think, you know, it's, um, yeah, I, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't get that feeling, um, from the, from here that, um, that they were like, just don't use it in this way. It was more like, just stop using this term. Period. Yeah. I, I'll play it for everybody again. Maybe we, we, we might have got it wrong. This is Ben Bossy. Take one. Pushy. Stubborn. Stubborn. Pushy. Pushy. Stubborn. Stubborn. Bossy. 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 When I was growing up, I was called bossy. I think the word bossy is just a swasher. Being labeled something matters. By middle school, girls are less interested in leadership than boys. And that's because they worry about being called bossy. We need to tell them it's okay to be ambitious. We need to help them lean in. Words matter. Let's just ban the word bossy. And encourage girls to lead. To be strong and be ambitious. Listen to your own voice. There are no limits. There to be you. You can change the world. Let's ban bossy. Be brave. Be you. Ban bossy. Join us to ban bossy. I'm not bossy. <coughs> I'm the boss. Encourage girls to lead. Take the pledge at banbossy.com. Yes. See, I think, um, Nunny, I think you're the one that, that is taking the context 
wrong different than how they told us in the in the ad they, they literally say ban bossy they literally said ban the word boss let's ban the word bossy uh at one point and then after that it becomes ban bossy let's ban bossy so i i, re- I do think karen got it right that they're trying to ban the word and i think to you know to her point it's a lot like banning the n-word where it's mm-hmm. like is that are you really banning the problem or are you just banning a symptom of the problem mm-hmm. uh and what beyonce was saying this is back to, to what she was saying mm-hmm. they're saying ban the negative connotation that bossy's used in regard to the to girls and what beyonce is saying herself was to teach girls to take charge and not allow dismissal of leadership in girls Beyonce's narrative backs up everything she's saying since the moment she became her own manager years ago. All her media is saturated with her clearly depicted as the head honcho. And even when in reference to her husband, the term moves, the term moves to partners. I welcome the campaign. And although there are better ways they could have approached the subject, this is a step in the right direction over lean in and other white feminist uh, initiatives. Well, they actually reference lean in in here. Um, so, I guess it's in conjunction with leaning in. Leaning in. Probably so. I don't um, even know what that is. Yeah, putting the onus on women to fix sexism and discrimination against women in the workplace. Um, I, yeah, I think, um, I don't know, Nanny, I got side with Karen on this one, man. I think she uh, wasn't missing the point at all. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people in the polls see it her way, too. I hadn't, you know, I went and looked on, looked on Twitter, and a lot of the, you know, women that I follow on there that, uh, you know, self-proclaimed, like, feminists and stuff, like, even they weren't really down with this campaign. So it sounds like it's just more of a, the framing of the campaign that people don't like. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't, I don't, at the same time, I don't think anybody supports, uh, singling women out to mm-hmm. not be leaders and trying to pull them back. No, it's other, you know? it's other ways around that. A lot of it is teaching little girls and, t- and also teaching little boys that women are your equals and to respect them and all that stuff too. But you're not going to solve that issue by banning policy. Mm hmm. Uh, we had episode 659, feeling like damn. Uh, the, we had a couple, we had one comment from Tristan. He says, the baby run the household now, cause we were talking about the cat, Lux the cat, mm-hmm. uh, went to child psychology or something like that. Um, uh, I mean, not to cat psychology or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or was this that episode? No, no. This is when we brought up that cat that that they called 911 on because lux the cat trapped the family in there. yeah this is before that one yeah, yeah. this is before this is, we played the 911 call yeah and tristan says the baby run the household now the baby was the one who got scratched then they went and barricaded themselves in the bath in the bedroom with the dog and called the police he says the baby run the household now you can't even send him to his room when he gets older he'll be like don't make me call fluffy bitch <laughs> ah! uh will they ever find that jumbo jet Yes, they'll find it eventually. No, that shit is gone, bro. 59% of you guys think that the jumbo jet is gone. I do, too. You think it's gone? Yeah, I don't know why they lying. They're talking about, we think it's a terror. No, just tell the truth, motherfuckers. Nobody knows. That shit went off the radar. Like, it just went to the, the black hole, the triangle. It went somewhere, and nobody got no goddamn answers and quit lying to people. Quit telling people you know what happened. Nobody knows what happened to this plane. I would be surprised. Until y'all find the plane and find it shattered or pieces or something, that motherfucker just disappeared. And that's just something that people just going to have to 
accept which people are not going to accept the answer so you know people will rather them tell them something than to tell them i don't know like you say i don't know it's not sufficient so they'll go well we've eliminated this 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 but we really don't know but we're going to say it's terrorist so that people will feel better about the situation and quit asking us what the fuck happened because we don't really know what the fuck happened all right well you're in the 59 percent 41% 41% of people think they will find it eventually. Chuck Spears says, to quote a paraphrase, Karen, that shit is somewhere in that triangle. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Um, we had episode, uh, 660, Black Annie. Um, this is, uh, actually when we found out that Lux the Cat was going to counseling. A girl that gave a lot of people HIV and a spoiled girl, uh, who uh, had to move back home after suing her parents. A lot of news going on that day. Um, we it had, was. We had a couple comments on that episode. Uh, Wakanda's Finest says, in defense of the Chinese man who almost got his dick cut off, if he's Chinese and he yells out another woman's name during sex, is it really his fault? Think about it. <laughs> Kyle says, great show. In regard to those videos and campaigns those black students are running, I find it interesting that those things are still isolated to these universities. Meanwhile, the black student union at my technical college has got Sabrina Fulton, mother of Trayvon Martin, to be a keynote speaker at an event they are holding. Maybe if we were as flashy as those kids, we would get more attention. Also, watch out for homo demons, Rod. Uh, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> um, I will say... Um, I, it is interesting that because uh, I don't think these universities are unique in the amount of black people that they have necessarily. Mm-mm. Some of the universities have smaller enrollment, therefore they have a smaller number of black people, but yes. still like kind of at the same percentage as some of these other schools. Um, and I'm surprised you don't hear or see more campaigns from just like regular public institutions, you know? Yeah, a lot of the, most of these universities are private. Yeah, so, uh, but it's very interesting who that, like, which schools are going to do this and which aren't, you know? Like, will we see something from Duke, you know? Like, are we going to see something from, from, from like those type of, like, liberal, like, uh, arts colleges and shit? Like, I wonder, you know? Uh, is it really our fault that Justin Bieber keep get, keeps getting in trouble? His lawyer was saying that it's everybody's obsession with celebrity that is causing Justin Bieber to have all these problems. Yes. 14% of our audience says yes. I don't know how, why, how, how many polls this week broke down to 14 to 86%. This is crazy. It's unprecedented. <laughs> Are y'all just clicking one option? Do I need to start making it seven options now? <laughs> um, no, 86% of people. So we just got 14% of our audience that's just bad shit. That's, a, I'm just, I'm just. This is crazy. They're just bad shit, crazy, contrarians. They never vote, they never write in the poll why they voted that way. Mm-mm. Just 14% that will. I'm continue. a troll, y'all. Whatever everybody yeah. else pick, I'm picking the opposite. They will continually vote the other way. <laughs> the same three, four, five people. I'ma just call <laughs> our polls a 14% margin of error. <laughs> Erica says, I'm with, I'm with Rob. That cat will be out faster. Then they kill black people in horror movies. Yeah, I would kick that cat out. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, man. We had a couple people nominate more stuff for the Tibbies. Woohoo! For 2014. Mm-hmm. For 2014. That's right. You can do that, guys. Funniest moment, episode 657. Dr. Ma- Dr. Manning Bars starts at the 32 minute mark and just keeps going. Pick a two minute section of it. Dog, I'm sure the people on my bus thought I was crazy because I was cry laughing at this shit. It may be the best segment y'all have ever done. That's high praise, Neil. Cool. Thank you, sweetie. Natasha P. said, I second this nomination. 
Terry said, best feedback, Professor LCH. She has a way with words. Hearing her feedback made me miss my college professors. Oh, mm-hmm. LCH getting some love. Fly, butterfly, fly. <laughs> right, fly away. Uh, Lady Row 46 said, funniest moment up, uh, Dr. Manny Barr's rise impression of Jesus during the one hour, eight minute mark onward. Jesus is Denzel and training day, especially had me crying. Well, thank you. Uh, we will, uh, get all that stuff nominated, man. Um, we had some voicemails. Uh, shall we play them? Mm-hmm. All right. Here you go. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's Howard. Uh, missed a few, uh, days episodes. I've been busy, but good to be back able to listen and hear that the show's still good as ever. Uh, quick thing about, you know, you were playing the time for the show for Edge of Tomorrow. Did you know it's actually based off of a manga? It's, a manga called All You Need Is Kill. The exact, has the exact same plot. Uh, look it up. Pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah, keep up the good work and later. All right. Thanks. We'll have to check that. Oh, well, actually, I don't read manga, but we appreciate it. Howard, good call, man. Um, next voicemail. Hey, this message is for Rod. Rod, my name is Seth Andrews. I'm calling from Hustles Live in New York City. I hope you're doing well. Working on a segment for today around 1.15 p.m. Eastern Time. I know it's a little short notice uh, about the NFL's proposed um, ban of the N-word on the field. Um, Mark Lamont Hill is going to be hosting. We'd love to have you join. If you're interested and available, you can reach me directly at 917-580-1426. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye. What? <laughs> I was almost on HuffPuff Live, I guess. How'd you, you, you didn't, you missed that call, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't check this, uh, all the time, so, uh, should have shot me an email or a Twitter, but, uh, that would have been crazy. Me on HuffPuff Live and Mark My Hill. <laughs> Talk about nigga. <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. Uh, pay the voicemail more attention and call him yeah. back and be like, hey, you ever do this again? I'm on. All right, I'll call him back. That's Thank you, crazy. sir. That's, yes, uh, I like niggas a lot. <laughs> what? We can't say it on the segment? I'm <laughs> no. sorry. My bad, huh, folks? How did he even hear about us? Yeah. How did you niggas know? Uh, all right. Next uh, voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. It is Howard. Uh, between white people losing their shit over Annie, this girl suing her parents, and the whole capping. <sighs> oh, white people. You never cease to give us give us humor back. Yeah, make us, you know, act like a fool on in movies all you want. You make way more humor for us in real life. Anyway, I gotta go clock in. I'll catch y'all later. Peace. Cheer up, how would you sound sad and depressed, sweetie? Yeah, what what was he sad about? I have no idea. He had to go clock in. Guess he don't like his job. Um, uh, all right. I might have missed some of that. Uh, and I don't want to replay it. I just, uh, cheer up, Howard. Let it go, man. Get to work. Get your black ass to work. What's going on, Rob? What's going on, Karen? It's your boy, the KC Store. Long time no call. Uh, been wanting to call in, but every time I think of a point to make, uh, you guys cover it, so I don't want to be redundant. Uh, this is the, the last show you guys are talking about. You're doing a follow-up on that big-ass uh, cat that had been uh, keeping the white folks hemmed up. And it made me think, man, I got this uh, chick in my nursing class who takes her class, who takes her cat to the site, and the cat's on fucking Xanax. 
that has to be the whitest thing I've ever heard of. First of all, why are you worried about your fucking cat being riddled with anxiety? And why are you ha- you have a prescription for a fucking Xanax for a cat? Yeah. And also, I think uh, a couple episodes ago, you're talking about one feedback show. You're talking about one lady had, had emailed in. is talking about uh, problems with PayPal and shit. Uh, it used to be financial, but now the only thing holding me up is hoping y'all get another system that people can sign up for besides PayPal. My second deployment, I had a little trouble with PayPal. I was using that to like uh, send people money and shit when I was overseas. Cause uh, yeah, fuck that. I'm not giving you my route number and putting shit in the mail. Just takes too long. So I was using PayPal, and when it was time to come home, I had about $240 still in the PayPal system that I wanted to get back. I used to say, took them about three months to finally refund me my money. Now, true, I probably could have just bought some shit with it, but when I initially asked for it back, and they gave me a hassle about it, it became a thing of, well, fuck you, that's my money. So uh, I'm going to hold off a little bit longer, but push comes to shove. Y'all got some really good shows on there. And the talk I had on Twitter, I might just have to break down and book a PayPal again and become a, a premium member because I'm really starting to miss out. And now I got a little bit more free time now. The school's starting to die down a little bit. And I got a little bit more in my pocket. So, as always, shows sound good. Feedback's been great. Uh, everybody out there supporting, you know, uh, this thing that y'all doing. Love it. Love you guys. And uh, Casey Stork out. Uh, no doubt, man. I'm I'm literally working on it. As yeah, I'm about to say, literally, like, literally, we got like papers and shit yeah, like I got that. Shit, I'm, I got a fax and everything. Like, literally, mm-hmm. like I've been working on it all week. So, yep. hopefully, uh, sometime in the near future, um, I think it still takes like seven to ten days after I submit the paperwork. But mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, sometime in the near future, you guys can uh, have another option besides PayPal because I understand some people have trouble with that site. Um, and, uh, yeah, we definitely don't want to have anybody having issues, uh, you know, signing up. We don't, we want you guys to hear the premium stuff as much as you guys want to hear. So, yep. And we want to give, uh, multiple ways of, of, of paying us to keep this boat afloat. And it's just one of those things where we want to make it as convenient as possible. Yep. Uh, next voicemail. What's up, Rod and Karen? This is Brent. I was just calling you all because on an earlier episode, I heard you all recommend um, The Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you said it wasn't so much of an impossible white man movie, but an old man strength movie. With um, At least that's how I remember it. I could be wrong. But the thing was, I actually said that I thought it was going to be terrible, absolutely horrible. And it was much better than I thought. Just from the scowl that he gave, it was the scowl that he gave when he came in and he saw the truckers, the look that he gave them, it was priceless. And I knew then that it was going to be some bitter, old, angry Arnold Schwarzenegger. And pretty much he was pissed off that they came in and ruined his town on his day off. So it was a pretty good, it was a pretty enjoyable movie. And I'm glad you all recommended that. It was fairly entertaining. And because you recommended that, on my Netflix account, the, the next movie they recommended was Jack Reacher. And oh, what an impossible white man movie it was. I'm just saying, the dude, this dude was not only an impossible white man, but he was a smart, impossible white man that knew everything before it unfolded. So, you know, I appreciate those two good recommendations. Um, that's all I had for this week. But, I appreciate y'all, and I wish you all the best. Enjoy your week. 
Thank you. All right. Well, uh, yeah, those are both impossible white man movies. Mm-hmm. The difference is the ones with the old people, uh, like Bullet to the Head was Sylvester Stallone's one. Um, yes. It's impossible old white man where yeah. they take a white man who's now in his 60s and shit and have him beat up, beat up a bunch of 20 year olds. Yeah. The, the last, um, die hard. Yeah. The last die hard. That's impossible old white man. Still in the same genre with the added element of them being old. In our first Impossible White Man review, uh, it was for Three Days to Kill, which is an Impossible Old White Man movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, same genre, just a little extra because they're old now. And, you know, once you get old, it takes a little bit more to survive a plane crashing into a helicopter, <laughs> exploding in a bridge that uh, lands you in the water. Yes, it does. Yo, Rod and Karen, it's been a long time, but I got one more thing. So, one more thing. Uh, y'all been playing some good music on these uh, advertisements and on the uh, the sexy music. I just want to let you know I've been appreci I have been appreciating the neo soul music. You hit us up with that Maxwell with that little something something, and then you you double up the next day and hit us with that Jill Scott is it the way you love me man I, I was just I was just waiting for y'all to just stop and sing glitch that that was priceless it was off, and it was off key and awesome at the same time actually no I, I second that yeah, uh, let me rephrase that you were in key but it was still awesome so yeah keep up this Neo soul dump, dump off some cam up in there you know some of that stuff man I appreciate that sounding good take care <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate the music, man. Yeah. There's um, no rhyme or reason behind a lot of downs. Yeah, it's just whatever I feel like hearing or sometimes a song would cross my mind in the middle of the day. Um and I prefer Neo Soul to most R and B at this point because um to me that's what R and B went after I grew up. Like R and B just had this real hard split between commercial and your more like laid back shit. And unfortunately, like people just started calling laid back R and B music neo soul like that's how i like to me yeah. it's still just r&b but the world makes this huge distinction i don't think there's much difference mm-hmm. between that and the stuff i grew up listening to as a kid but you know the, to me the new r&b it, like trey songs and shit is just completely like a different genre almost because it's like like i don't remember any r&b singers when i came up being like it's mr steal your girl yeah I, you know? I, I i think um as we grew older and as kind of rap slash r&b sing talk began to collaborate during our time people began to separate the people that could like actually like sing sing and can't really sing that good but kind of throw a little bit of rap in the mix it was like or kind of rap talk they started kind of separating the two groups and, and i might be wrong but to me it's like that's what's kind of was the separation between the two groups because trace Thomas can't sing mm-hmm. yeah but he'll but they you know it's not just the, the fact they can't sing because a lot of people in our generation i don't think can sing Mm-mm. but it was the the i it was like they can't sing and then like their songs weren't really um, it's not, it's like a different type of art. It's like, I will steal your chick, fuck her in the pussy. Yeah, everybody's like, hard. I don't know that, uh, like, yeah, you know, I don't know if a, being the hardest nigga in R&B is supposed to be a thing, you know? No, what, what, what happened to lay her down, rub on her, make her feel like a woman? Right. You know, well, that, that's now Neo Soul. 
you know what i'm saying now all of a sudden that more sensual laid back type shit uh i don't know goes into that genre i see what you're saying when it's all it's literally all the same but that but that's kind of where the distinction comes in yeah last voicemail what's up rod and kenner this is josh from alberta now of delaware um like always great week to show shows were excellent um calling because of the um these church group that uh, i put up a website for a sunday service um working in a restaurant uh and like giving servers i guess an option to tell their stories um i'm a server myself i work at a friday's out here and just it kind of coincides i had one like the worst week ever as a server out of two parties their total bills were about four hundred and fifty dollars that four hundred and fifty dollars i probably made i think i made about thirty three dollars um it's really really bad when your own people like treat you like shit especially when they're supposed to be like uh i guess holy or like in the church like i grew up in church myself um so like sometimes we go out to eat for dinner on Sundays, and I'm pretty sure my mom would tip, but then again, I was younger, so I don't really know. But ever since the IRS actually got rid of the added gratuity now, it's a struggle for, I know, for me personally as a server to even want to take parties that large because when you have people in large groups, this, I had one party of 18, the other party of 9, took them all, both for myself. Um, and I, like, almost got to a point where I, like, I knew I wasn't making any money on the 9 top table, and then the 18 top, I was just hoping that at least... All of them would give me three dollars, and I would have like eighteen percent on that. But I just want people to know: please tip, because if you don't tip, you're an asshole. I feel like, like I said, everybody should be a server in their life for at least one time, like one busy Friday, Saturday night, and just experience what it's like to be a server. Um, but like I said, great week, Joe's. Guys, have a good one. Um, everybody, peace out. Peace out, nation. All right, man. Um, yeah, that, that does suck. First of all, um, anytime you have, uh, a big ass party and that, and especially church parties, like I, I, I remember this experience in the same shit and having like, it's like, it's not, I always try to like give my best to every single table, mm-hmm. you know, different, you know, or at least the same level of service. Um, even if it's not my best, but like, I don't try, I try not to do like a whole lot of favoritism unless somebody gives me a reason to favor them. So, you know, if it's a cable that has tipped me well in the past and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. Hey, what's going on guys? Mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, a shitty table that gives me, you know, that, uh, you know, then I'll give then and I see them again, then I'll be like, Oh man. But one thing that can always demoralize you as a server is when you work your ass off. Cause you always end up working your ass off when you have a big party. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna be in the weeds with your other tables. You're gonna need help from other people. Yes, you are. And then, and then you don't get a good tip. And it's like, what, what the fuck? Where do you come from? Yeah. Like, do you live in a cave? What's wrong with you? And I think that's why, depending on the restaurants and especially the, uh, higher quality or higher brand restaurants, we'd be like, look, if your party is over six or if your party is over eight, you're getting this. Fuck you. And a lot of people get angry, but that's because so many people just just be like, I'm not tipping. Mm-hmm. And they was like, we can't have our servers not making no money because you just opt not to tip. But it's that's twofold because for a lot of people who would have gave more, don't give any more because they feel like they've already they've already been tipped. But you got to take into consideration your party is so big. Right. And I don't get any of your tides. So that shit don't count. 
Mm-mm. Like I'm not. Oh well, this is plus the ten percent you already gave. No, not, don't add my ten. Don't add my percent. I'll give my ten myself. Give me my motherfucking money. Yeah, and if that's the case, don't go out to eat. That you know, and that's that. That's the reality of it. That if that's the case, don't go out to eat. And it's one of those things where a lot of times, even on top of the, even if they charge me gratuity, I still give more because I understand our party was big. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but that's just me and my personality because I do understand that. Yeah, but that was the last voice, man. I'm sorry that happened to you, honestly, man. Me that, too, sweetie. That always sucks, and uh. And there's no excuse for that kind of shit, man. People should, people should tip if they get served well. And if you come into a place with a big ass party, you should fucking tip well, cause that is a lot of fucking work. And yeah. I know you didn't choose that profession for them and all this shit. You should have went to college. D- don't be an elitist douchebag asshole. Like tip the people that work for you. Okay, you have a job, you have a boss. When you have a boss and your boss goes to you, you do a good job and. And if they were to stiff you on your fucking paycheck, you would be raising all kinds of hell. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't want to hear any fucking excuses, guys. Um, I love this show, Don Blackface, from Ayanna Price, uh, who writes us on the uh, email. She says, hey, guys, I've been a faithful listener for years. This past week, I was catching up on some of your shows. I came across Don Blackface. First and foremost, to all the people walking down Peach Street, uh, at Atlanta, Georgia, Going to lunch, I'm not a crazy person. (laughs) As I wiped tears from my eyes and laughed out loud, people were looking at me like I was mad. That who is Don Blackface is the funniest comment I have ever heard. I love the show, guys. Keep up the excellent work. You're welcome. I didn't know who he was. I was like, who is this person? This makes no sense. I was actually thinking about adding a new award in 2014 Mm -hmm. for the best tank of the year. We could do that, too. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you guys, I'll, I'll I'll put it in the in the post also. But if you guys want to do best tank, tank and submit them, uh, that'll be cool, man. It'd be fun mm-hmm. to go at the end of the year and listen to the audio of all the various tanks that have happened on this show. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I think I already cool. I already know I'm in the lead. I, I'm gonna win that one hands down, buddy. That's my category. Yeah. Don Blackface. <laughs> That's my category. What's love got to do with it? Uh, by Alicia. She says, Hey, Rod and Karen, I've been wanting to write you guys this to show about the Harvard kids, but squirrel. Uh, so she got distracted. <laughs> First, Rod, I'm glad to hear you are no longer on your deathbed. The show y'all did when Rod coughed the whole show and trudged through his sickness made me see the truth. I can see it. Rod curled up in a blanket, hacking, coughing, measuring out his tablespoons of medicine and drinking tea. Karen walks up, looks at him and says, You know, you're doing the show, right? You ain't that sick. <laughs> Too weak to speak, Rod nods his head. Later that night while laying in bed, Rod's sickness starts to get the best of him. Karen, a.k.a. Ike Turner, with an icy with an icy stare says, You down me, anime? I kill you. I sw- a single tear rolls down a single tear rolls down his cheek. It's okay, Rod. I can just imagine Karen giving you the same look Ike gave Tina when she sang for that white producer. Every time you cough on the air, you cry your cries will not go unheard. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you uh understand my pain, Alicia. Oh, they give you love, but yeah, you you don't you don't sound a lot better. And I don't know what you done did. Like, I I I I think I'm catching it in my thing. I'm not coughing anything like that. I'm just stuffed up, and I and I'm going from the left nostril to the right nostril to the left nostril. Fuck you, cold. Uh, side note, Karen, handle your business. 
that that's how you keep your man in line i thought you was on my side alicia <laughs> what is this you know i'm reading the whole email <laughs> come on man oh on a different note those harvard kids just killing me seriously do they think they're good marshall made videos with him crying while sad ass music playing in the background what about shirley chisholm I don't think she did either. That goes for any black person who made history by standing in an arena that is dominated by white men. I wish they could see themselves as history makers and not as outcasts who deserve pity. I'm around their age. I went to a PWI and I was the only one of four or five black girls in my major. We also had a small amount of other minority kids there, too. None of us sat around and whined about what we believe people thought about us. In 30 years, we won't be celebrating these Drake listening kids. We will be uplifting the students who felt like outcasts, but use that energy to get their weight up and blast their white counterparts out of the water. I'm done, guys. Thanks for letting me vent. Love the show, Alicia. Thank you. Yeah, and I agree, man. I think in the future, I mean, I I feel like this is more of a fad than any type of, like, this isn't the... uh, the, the the black kids who decided to have a sit-in at the lunch counter, you know, here. This is just a passing trend that I think people look back on and be like, eh, it wasn't that big a deal, if they remember it all. True. <clears throat> uh, white people foods from Rob. He says, I'm not entirely sure yet, but I think you might have to add oyster crackers next to cheese in the group white person food cho- foods of choice. More research needs to be done, but in the kitchen at my office, someone keeps setting out a big-ass bowl of oyster crackers. <laughs> Them things are good. I ain't going to lie. I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck has that many oyster crackers to give away? But them shits keep disappearing every time. Mm-hmm. No way in Eat hell. Soups. No way in hell that many people in here are eating soup regularly. <laughs> well, see, that's this is what's funny. It's not the oyster crackers. You could go in there and put some plain, rich saltines in there, okay? They will be gone, too. What you don't know is that this is still cheese-related. White people keep stocks of cheese in their desks, yeah. in their cars. Yeah, they, I yeah. bet you secret, look in the secret compartments in your fridge where it's supposed to be fruit. There's cheese in there, sir. <laughs> okay? Go look in there. They have cheese. I bet you open up some of the cabinets. They have cheese underneath cloths and shit so they can breathe. <laughs> Like they are, they're just wrapped up in twine. Right, they're not just eating the crackers; they're just eating the crackers when you're around. But when you're not around, they're going in there and they're cutting up cheese, mm-hmm. and they're putting it on the crackers and eating it. You ever heard the phrase "cut the cheese"? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're passing gas. Right, right. But passing gas is something you do in private, not around people yeah. so they can't see. <laughs> that that euphemism comes from the fact that white people have secret cheeses that they keep and you privately cut your cheese by yourself and then you roll off by yourself with your cheese and you eat it. So that you put it on these crackers or whatever. So that's, that's what cut the cheese came from. So remember that guys, uh, these, this is not oyster crackers. Nobody gives a fuck about oyster crackers or rich crackers or saltines. You can put some wheat thins in there. They will be gone immediately. And then you'll never see it. It's just like roaches with the lights off. As soon as you turn them on, they scatter. The cheese is gone. They don't want to share that cheese. Mr. E writes in, five-star review, but Stitcher be messing up y'all comments. Uh-oh. I just left a message to you guys on Stitcher, and it kept saying profanity, profanity. Then I've left an abbreviated review, five-star, of course. Here's the comment in full if you want to see it um, from Ob- Oberos or the E-double up in NYC. I've been listening to you two and guests for almost a year now. I will admit, 
I looked up black on Stitcher and the rest is history. I love y'all. As a black man in NYC who has never been stopped or frisked, I did some time in the military and now how to carry myself. I love how your dynamic, how your dynamic duo keep it real with the country twang that the average NY hood rat wouldn't even know how to deal with. Don't get me wrong. Some brothers up here know what's up. But for the most part, if you grew up in NYC, then let's face it, you're doomed unless your parents knew that what the hell they were doing. I have two kids who are now in their 20s, and trust me, they are about something. I forbid them from watching MTV in the early 1990s, and they thank me to this day. I don't do I don't tw- do Twitter, so don't feel bad. I'm not following you. Barely leave a foot a footprint on Facebook. One too many old enemies try looking me up, but I got family on there, so. But I don't. But I do get down on that Instagram. No face pictures of myself, but plenty of my dog. The way people, the way people these days be putting all the info on the streets, internet makes me laugh. What my baby girl calls a stalker's paradise. Mm-hmm. I just wanted you guys to know that not all black folks in the city are pants sagging, tree smoking, forty drinking Negroes. A lot are, but not all. Well, we never thought that. Um, showing much love to you guys, and damn, I don't. If I don't love Karen's laugh, I do notice how she snuck up. In your singing of the theme songs, but whatever. <laughs> I did. Peace up from your man up north. P.S. Do you have the Instagram? Uh, I never heard hear either of you talk about smoking trees. What's up with that? Well, I've never smoked weed. No. I would I would love to. No. I don't know how because literally uh, I'm too of a, too much of a square yeah, to know I, yeah. anybody that does smoke weed. Yeah, and I don't want to go to jail, and I'm too much of a punk, and no, yes. like 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 for me, just the way my natural brain floats. I don't, I don't think I need it altered. Yeah, I work for myself now, so I would love it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know any of these. Not me and not yet, so Mm -hmm, no. mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how, and, uh, I don't, I'm also don't want to ask, like, I just, you know, I'm at that age now where it's like I can know somebody, I can be like, hey man, you know, I can get some weed, and I feel like, even though they've been my friend for 20 years, they'd be like, get on the ground, nigga! Get on the ground! <laughs> yes, and, yeah. Nah. This is part of the new undercover cop program where we befriend you for 27 years. <laughs> then I, we wait for you to ask us for drugs after 27 years of friendship, naming our son after you, making you his godfather. Invited you to the bar, bar mitzvah. Just to get your guard down on the off chance you might want some drugs and you fell into yeah. the trap. That'll be 20 years. And I'm not trying to bail you out of jail, son, no. Uh, also, um, yeah, for the record, I don't think everybody from New York is a certain type of way or anything. Oh, no. I don't know people from all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte is a city, you know, it's not really, uh, major as New York, but you know, we, we, you know, I, I, I know, I've known people, I know a lot of people from New York that are cool as shit. Um, what else was I gonna say? Uh, I, I do have Instagram, cannot remember my fucking name. Oh, it's Rod TBGWT is my instagram name all i do is post memes yeah mine is say that again that's my instagram name yeah and all i do is post pictures of shit like memes and shit so uh, and that's been a while since i did that i need to get on that again but that's about it man i'm sorry if i let you down but uh and i beat him on instagram and i was shocked because he normally all on top of that shit yeah no major no major secrets here or anything um so uh yeah, but appreciate you listening to us, man. And uh, thanks for the five-star review. Thank you. Zahir writes in, uh, Entitled White Girl. Love the show, Rod and Karen. I was listening to episode 654 where you guys were talking about the spoiled brat 
who's using her, suing her parents for college and her other expenses. Nothing you guys were saying was incorrect. I left home like a week after my high school graduation and I paid for my own school apartment and bills, much like many of my friends. And from that point on, so this idea of your family supporting you makes zero sense to me. The only reason I kind of see her point is this loss in this lawsuit is because of the way that FAFSA works. When I was 18 and tried to get into community college because I had a shitty job as a cashier, I barely made enough money to keep my lights on. So I just knew I was going to be able to get my school paid for. Unfortunately, to get any grants or scholarships, you have to use your parents income information until you're about 25. Yes. Which I, which I completely disagree with. Like, that can cause so much trouble, especially if you don't live at home, you don't live with your parents, they don't financially support you, but yet you have to use their income. Rather, whether you live with them or not. I think the only time you can get out of that is if you have a kid, which, uh, I didn't. Or, or, or either, uh, a situation, uh, like me, cause I, I live with my aunt who raised me, uh, who I call mama, but I didn't actually live with my mother, and because of my mother's situation, I was able to claim myself, so I qualified for a lot of stuff, but yeah, if you actually live with your biological parents and they're alive and kicking, yeah, they require that you do that, and I just, I just thought that was just silly. So my dad was like, he didn't want to help me by filing it, filling it out, because he felt he made too much, so I wouldn't be able to get anything anyway, and my mom could, I couldn't get in contact with. So basically, I was out of luck. I had to pay for these classes and books on my own. Eventually, he had to drop out, partially due to the financial burden and inability to get any financial aid. Now, think about this girl situation. Yeah, she's a terrible kid, but like you said, she's 18, so she can do her own thing. But if she, if she, her parents were unwilling to fill out the parent form of the FAFSA, or if they did, what it sounds like is their new income, their income is so high, she wouldn't be able to get anything anyway. Now it's her fault that she is being a terrible and unruly child, but let's just say the parents actually are being abusive, as she claimed in an article I read. I would be in her, it would be in her best interest to leave, but it would suck if she wasn't able to get financial aid on her own. Basically, I just feel that once you turn 18, you are an adult. In my opinion, you shouldn't have to use your parents' income to receive services. Someone told me later that you can sue to become a legal adult. Sorry, I don't know what the correct term is, but by doing so, she wouldn't have to use her parents' information. Now, if she attempted to do that and they wouldn't sign off on it, which I believe they have to do, then, yeah, the correct recourse would be to sue her parents to help. I personally think she's being a spoiled brat, and these other private school parents didn't dis- don't discipline their kid- children. So when they see this girl getting told no, they view it as abuse, and that's why this other parent is helping her. I have a friend that makes a lot of money, and she has her kids in these expensive programs and things, but she's still old school in her parenting. So when she disciplines them or chastises them appropriately, other parents think that that she's being abusive just because she tells them no, and they give her their, and they give their children everything. She even had CPS called on her by another parent because they found out she grounded her son for acting up. Wow. These rich people are crazy. Once again, love the show, guys. Thanks for fighting through that code and pumping out these shows. Sometimes I forget this isn't just some shit you guys do, but your actual jobs. If I wake up with a slightly sore throat, I call in sick. So I appreciate y'all fighting through. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. There was multiple days I was like, I don't want to do a fucking show. So uh, we did the show, though. But it was more than a few days I woke up and said, well, probably not doing the show tonight. Yeah, a lot of hot tea, a lot of beating, a lot of smacking around. Y'all know how I do back here. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, I will say this, man. You left out one major thing in this um, 
and this whole thing is that um loans you can still get student loans you know what i mean like um even if uh you have like you know a, a, the the your parents income is high on the fafsa and shit you can still qualify for some loans even if they're partial loans because one thing they want to do is sack you with a whole lot of debt for the rest of your life yes they do you can just take it upon yourself now that sucks but you're not entitled to your parents' money, and you're not entitled to, uh, you know, any uh, any financial help just to go to college. You know, um, it's one of those things that I think we're just kind of conditioned to believe in, but mm-hmm. we're not really entitled to that shit, man. It's kind of funny that we have such a um, uh, mental, like our society deems certain things worth pursuing, so we don't see those as entitlements or anything negative. But it is actually kind of fucked up because if someone was trying to get welfare, people would be like, oh, this entitlement, we need to cut it. But if somebody wants to get financial aid for college, it's like, oh, they're going to college, so it's fine. Either way, you know, nobody owes you that, 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 you know, that, uh, well-being, you know, so it sucks, but I would say that, um, you could, she could have to take out loans, you know, it, it just, she just wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be cool, but do what you got to do, right? Uh, Emil writes in, hello, Rod and Karen, my favorite homo demon unleashes in podcast land. Uh, oh, the title of this is, hey, homie. <laughs> A few weeks ago, you read an account of an agreed partner unearthing infidelity gold. This week, your breakdown with Chris of the Insanity Report of Dr. James Mann's screed against Elon, Ellen James Wright of the Down Low Movement. <laughs> was comedy gold i have tried over the past week with no success to incorporate his expressions into my office life hey homie what you gonna do about this budget report right here homeboy it don't yeah it, it don't roll over the same when that tps report don't don't got this don't got the same twang to it or that project payback justification is empty like a pocket <laughs> on a separate note homo demons would be an extra excellent name for a band for the past couple of weeks, the issue of I2M, insert predominantly white institution here, has been percolating. I thought it would pass, but it seems to have snuck a, struck a chord about across the U.S. and internationally as well. It has made me wonder if at 40 I'm verging into old black man territory because I have no clue what this sad puppy dog bullshit is supposed to achieve. Me either, and I'm tired of people uh, acting like that don't matter. matter. It yeah. matters. Yes, it's it very, does. very big. You can't just complain. You need a goal. It's, we need to know when the complaint is going to stop. And uh everything needs a goal. You need some actual achievable things. You know the other thing I'm tired of in America? I just want to have a dialogue. It's important we have a conversation. And then what? We need a national dialogue on this. And then What the fuck does that look like? And then what? We're going to have a summit. We're going to elect the leaders to talk about it. They gonna come up with with a plan. Everybody's gonna agree to it. What the mm-hmm. fuck does that mean? We need a national dialogue. Oh man. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I just sometimes I wonder about people, man. Yeah, and I, and I and I can truly say that I think uh next month I'll be thirty six. So I am really in that like old people category. Well, I'm looking like who, what, when, where, why, and how, which all that has been lost in, 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 in the current generation sometimes when it comes to like the internet and Facebook and all that stuff. People don't ask those questions. People just do shit. And then when people ask those questions back to them, you, they don't really have an answer. 
They're not really trying to accomplish anything, so they can't answer those questions because they didn't think that far outside the box. They just go, I got an issue. Let me post something. Okay, what is it supposed to accomplish? I don't know. What are your goals? I don't know. And then you make old people mad because you're like, well, fuck, why are you doing this if there's no end goal behind it other than you just want to complain? Is this some sort of revolution in the making? Didn't these students grow up in the U.S.? Don't they know that race, the racial deal? This is the world where a middling reality show buffoon who plays a successful businessman on TV can get away with getting the black president to release his birth certificate, then turn around and demand to see his college transcripts. How the fuck can they be surprised when their white classmates question their legitimacy? I honestly tried to find compassion. For, oh, by the yeah, that yeah, that dude ran for president too. I don't know if you mentioned that part in there, mm-hmm. but that dude ran for president and people took him seriously for months. Yes, they did. Like that's the country we live in. You can't just look at the highs of our country. You gotta judge the lows too. Like I, I you know, I love this fucking country, but. You can't just get caught up in the clouds going, well, this is where the ideal shit is. So I'm just going to think about only this because you will get slapped in the fucking face with this with the less than ideal. And then you're completely unprepared for it. Yep. You know, like, no, nah, shit is still around. Shit still goes. And it doesn't mean you have to give into it. it doesn't mean you have to become negative or whatever. But you should always have your guard up a little bit. I honestly tried to find compassion for them. But as someone who has been in a similar situation, I just can't. Well, I still have compassion for them because they're kids. And True. to me, that's the hope I have for them. If those motherfuckers was like 40, I'd be like, mm, nope. You've been around too long. Yep, I'm sorry. I, I would have been a cussing fool on the show. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're kids, man. And when you're a kid, man, you, you know, you're just trying to find a way to adjust to the world and let the world know you're here. And I'm sure it just takes different form for different kids depending on your situation. So I'm trying to be that way. Rather than be like, fuck these kids, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's some of them I know are like not even undergrads or graduate students and shit. I know, but I'm still calling them kids. The whole point of want and respect, uh, wait, the whole point of all that work was to get the prestigious, predominantly white institution. And so you can kick down the doors of opportunity. That is hard enough in the first place, but will be impossible after this. Please like me and respect me shit. If they want respect, they need to kick in the door, waving a 4-4 metaphorically speaking, of course. Thanks again for another great week of shows, Emil. Well, thank you, Emil, for uh, writing us. Thank you. We really appreciate your opinion, and uh, thanks for sharing. Um, That's all the feedback. Oh, wait. Nope. Uh, We also got this physically in the mail. Um, They tried to mail this thing. I'm going to put it in the camera so you guys can see. They tried to mail this to us, but it was too small, so they had to put it in a bigger envelope. It's cute. But, But look at this envelope, guys. I don't know. Is this showing up in the chat or not? It is. It is. Like, isn't that cool? Like they, they mailed this to me and Karen. Um, and, um, they, uh, <laughs> they wrote this note which says, Hey, the post office said my original letter was too small. So I repackaged it for you, H. And, uh, that's what that looks like. And then they wrote this, Rod and Karen. Uh, this is, um, February 20th. Hey guys, love the show. It keeps me laughing and up to date on, uh, on, uh, about information. I hope that's right about re- oh on relevant information. You guys have given me so much to talk about when I get with my friends listening to uh, the for you. Wait, listening to for you guys have. Uh, oh, listen to the people you have on your show has been has inspired or should I say re-inspired me to start podcasting again. Thank you, guys. 
you got thanks you guys are real super you guys are real superheroes harrison s and then look at the back of this y'all isn't that cool as shit yeah some superheroes yeah some black superheroes man that is dope man so yeah you guys can um uh obviously the the the, uh male information is at uh the black guy who tips.com slash about that's where you can find our post box office if you ever Mm -hmm. want to mail us anything um but uh thank you so much man um harrison um that was uh that was dope dog so yes thank you very very we appreciate it and uh we do check our mailbox yeah we do check the mailbox uh better late than never uh but we get around to it and uh we appreciate you um people at 2 uh p.m premium people We'll be back with a nerd off. It's been like three weeks. So much nerd shit happened. Yes, it has. Uh, Karen's recording the lip smacking good this afternoon. Woo-hoo! So, uh, thank you guys for listening. I don't see any questions in the chat room. Um, so, uh, we'll talk to you guys, uh, tomorrow, uh, where we should have Elon James White on the show. That should be fun. And, uh, let's just say the topic of spades might come up. Uh, and maybe we can open up the phone lines and get a lot of people's spade stories. Like, if you have any spade stories that you want to share with us yeah, on the air. I got, yeah, I've, could, I got uh, some. We can share some. So. And I'm not talking about on a computer. I'm talking about like real spades with four people sitting at a table. Right. So, all right, guys. I uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow or if you're premium this afternoon. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.